You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Call may be recorded or transcribed. Talking to my people, yeah.
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope you are well. Hope that everything went well for you this past weekend and the weekend prior. That's what you desired. And uh, I hope everything's going to go well for you this so-called coming year. 
You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But uh, you can use the shortcut for whatever search engine you use, you know, Bibia Toomey is one, Firefox, Google, you know. Uh, so just put in Baba Oshi, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net, Baba Oshi dot net, and once again, programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening, this program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and then um, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, Time for an awakening on Friday at 8 and Sunday at 7. And pretty soon that's going to change, family. Believe me, that's going to change. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the African, Brother Bomani Tahemba will be returning shortly from Ghana. He left the 24th of December and he'll be returning uh, January 5th. And we'll get him on the program to talk about that trip and upcoming trips. You know, and a lot of respect for Brother Bomani. The upcoming trips, the next one after this one will be March 30th to April 10th to Senegal and Gambia. December 24th to June 5th to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, Rwanda. November 16th through the 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. Those are the upcoming trips. And uh, you can take a trip of a lifetime by going to africafortheafricans.org and just follow the information. There's plenty. Brother, if you're not uh, going on one of his scheduled tours and you're going independently, whatever, you can still utilize the website. Africa for the Africans.org because there's a plethora of information for you, how information that you need, visas, shots, all those kinds of things. Africa for the Africans.org. If you want to see pictures, brothers and sisters, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Have a shot. Habashawincorporated.org, Habashawincorporated.org, brothers and sisters, they have done the work. Go to the website, check it out for yourself. The programs that they offer, Habashaw Works, Black Trial Roots, Golden Growers, uh, Sustainable Seeds, and Urban Green Jobs, and of course the Kashi Project that they developed in Ghana. Check check the pictures out of that. I'm telling you, man, they've done the work and they deserve to be supported. Habashaw. (laughs) Habashaw. 
helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And those ain't no damn, you know, European lands kind of schools. They schools for Africans. <laughs> uh, the LEDS group. LEDS stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. The LEDS group doing outstanding work, you know, in the areas of human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They're in 12 African countries and, uh, excuse me, they're in six African countries with 12 projects going on with 170 employees, over 260 members. Brothers and sisters, become a member of the LEDS group. Abibi Atumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. I'm on their website. It's working real good. It looks real good. All kind of stuff. Contributions by Baba Baruti and everything. Brothers and sisters, Abibi Atumi, go there. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. In their news feed, they all kind of good stuff. They, you know, before they would always, you know, buffer and so forth, but it's going good. And it's looking real good. And of course, they have all kinds of programs. You can shop groups, members, training programs, language you can learn to med do nature. More importantly, you can learn Kiswahili. You know, I think that's a language that we, the people need to learn. You know, so all kinds of good stuff, brothers and sisters. Go to abibiatumi.com. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibiatumi.com. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. That's good. Looks good, brothers and sisters. Believe me. Check it out. But check it out for yourself, okay? <laughs> it's my pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Smyfarmacy.com. Brothers and sisters, now that this New Year's so-called New Year's is in, is in effect, go to Smy Pharmacy. Check out what they have at the bottom to schedule an appointment. Give Brother Jabril a call at 731-327-6229. 731-327-6229. Help and tell them what, what, uh, what your health issues are. Tell them what you want to accomplish. And, and believe me, if you want to accomplish those things, he'll help you. Smy Pharmacy. Give you and drop him a, a uh, email at s m a i f a r m a c y at gmail dot com. Smy Pharmacy. The Moses West Foundation, MosesWestFoundation.org. and you want to check out what's happening with the Jackson Water Rescue piece and anything else, uh, you can donate specifically. And like I said, they're going to put a donated piece. For Africa specifically, and yeah, so whatever it is that uh, you want the Moses West Foundation dot org to do, it'll be able to do that. And remember, just last week I I let you listen to uh, a brother representing the Moses West Foundation at the UN, because the fact of the matter is. Even though water is scarce in various places, particularly because of drought and, and uh, climate change, but water is everywhere around us. And this brother has found a way. He's not. He doesn't want to, you know, have money out there to do, to get some. No, he wants donations so it can be wherever it needs to be. These machines can be whatever they need to be to produce water for human beings. 
Water is a necessity. It is essential. You shouldn't have to say, well, if you don't have no money, you can't get no water. Kind of shh. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's, that's why I respect the brother. And so we're going to be talking with him in the very near future along with uh, what's happening with the Moses West Foundation, where they are as in, in terms of providing these machines, building more, mass-producing them, so to speak, so they can be everywhere they're needed. Okay. Ah, yeah. Odada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End. On Ralph David Abernathy, down the street from me, I'm on Cascade. In Cascade, go, if you go east, because Abernathy turns to the north, going towards MLK. And so, from that point, you go east on Ralph, Ralph David Abernathy, and you'll run into the West End, where Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar is, the West End Mall. Soul Vegetarian Restaurant and the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Those are just some key places. There are many others. There's also two uh, Afrocentrics. Afrocentrics, oh, they're loaded. They have that store has everything: clothing, furniture. Not they don't have furniture. They have art. They have artwork, you know. But they have holistic stuff. And and for Kwanzaa, they had your Kwanzaa kit. If you wanted to replenish it, they had all of those materials too. So you can get ready for Kwanzaa next year. <laughs> now, Kwanzaa is something that's supposed to stay with us 24-7, 365, and I'm serious. Yeah. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. And uh, give Mama Nia a call at 404 346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, figurines. She's got a lot. And of course she has uh, book signings and I'll be doing a presentation next month on the 21st. I look forward to it and other presentations coming up. So that's the green, the, uh, the Meddu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and from Sunday from 12 to 6. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia and Coffee Bar. Got to throw that in for Brother Gazem Diajamu. Yeah, the Black Dot. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the Black Dot. Give them a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and, uh, and Coffee Bar. There's light in the black dot. <laughs> and new, uh, when you're going east on I-20 and you exit um, to go to the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore, the next exit east from there is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. You take that exit and you make a right onto Turner Hill Road. Three lights and make another right. On the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Yeah, Kwanzaa went well that we did there on Friday very well, great drumming and I really appreciate it, really appreciate Mama Nabantu and Brother Saj and everybody else involved I really enjoyed myself good information as always and love Kwanzaa and um, you know the new Black Wall Street market brothers and sisters 
we need to step up our presence and our dollars there. You know, we need to step up our presence and our dollars. And that's all I'm going to say right now. More things to be said, of course, at a later date. <laughs> us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Us lifting us. You can also call to listen by dialing 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us living out from 9 to 10 every Thursday night. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abijah, I tell you, he's got it going on. He's got all kinds of stuff packed in that uh, shop of his on the grounds. Also, too, he has a a restaurant inside, a vegan restaurant. He's not open on Mondays, but he's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give Brother Brother Abijah a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Yeah. So, always supporting Occupant Institute and Baba Baruti and Mama Inia. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't do this. So, let me do this before I go there. <laughs> Sun Goddess Sense, your one stop, your one stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Brothers and sisters, please give my good sister Shelly Amonset. Call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And, of course, Sanjay-Haiti.org. Sister Gabrielle Aurelia, Sister Gabby, she's doing great work. She's doing great work in the island of Haiti, in the northeastern part of the island of Haiti. Give my sister a call. No, no, don't, don't call her. She can't call me. But you, <laughs> we go to the website so you can see for yourself. Okay. At Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. That's how you pronounce Haiti. It's pronounced Haiti. Yeah. Okay. And Baba Baruti Mamaya at Akaban Institute. Brothers and sisters, if you want to support them, and I would hope that you would. PayPal, yabaruti at yahoo.com. Cash app, dollar sign yah, the letter M, baruti, cash app. And you can constantly make your donations. Also, to go online to Akaban House. Akaban House Institute. Akabenhouse.com. Akabenhouse.com. He has a great selection of books. And we're going to read... Um, from the Inya Sasim, the Inya Sasim, to both volumes t- today, yesterday, which is the first, today the second. And um, so let me get started. They're just, you know, uh, just a lot of good information I tell you, you know. January 1st. 
We become conspirators in our own destruction. As we assist in their quest for world domination, as we assist in their quest for world domination. Historically, for Europeans, progress, success has equaled a continual pattern of acquisition without relinquishing anything to our to or for anyone, with the goal being more acquisitions, more power. Goals become fulfilled, progress does not. As well, we have become engaged in this confusion. As a result, we increasingly give away many of our traditions, beliefs, and values, our culture, in an attempt to melt into this world. We emerge with a unique set of values and beliefs set on a ratchet foundation. That's right, a ratchet foundation. Then, out of a need to survive, we create an illusion that these worlds can blend harmoniously. We become unbalanced and the vital links to our culture erode. Dr. Mawia Kamban. Dr. Mawia Kamban. We are in the midst of an expansion of a virus so evil and murderous that it will do anything to satisfy its insatiable bloodlust. It's despiritualized, dehumanized death force has manufactured a reality wherein the instigation and perpetration of wanton violence are primary incontestable objectives because only in this way is it is its soul fed. And no matter how daunting, how overwhelming the challenge may appear, this invasive species cannot be ignored. Be not confused, warriors. There is no negotiating with evil. Evil exists to be evil. If if it cannot be evil, it will cease to exist. Therefore, unless stopped, it will consume all those for whom we are responsible. And then us. Affirm, I fight against the confusion which maintains Urugu's global domination. Affirm, I fight against the confusion which maintains Urugu's global domination. January, January 1st. Can it be an accident that the only people who have built an entire culture based on the domination of others are also the only ones who are European? who are Caucasian, who are Urugu, Caucasoids. My dear friend, Marimba Ani, Dr. Marimba Ani. Can this reality truly be an accident? Can a way of heartless, spiritless, lying, raping, pillaging, poisoning, thieving, exploiting, appropriating, destroying, disrespecting, murdering, oppressing, genocidal insanity be repeated day in and day out for centuries on end in ignorance of the originators and primary perpetrators? Can crimes against humanity practiced to perfection be without conscious intent? Could it be an accident that the jealous desires to harm others who have what they can never possess? That the hateful deliver hatred to those who love them in the spirit of humanity full of forgiveness and without qualification? Could it be an accident that evil naturally begets evil? Can an empty, spiritless, 
spiritual people fully com- comfortable in their mythological corruption of truth, justice, and order be innocent of the destructive crimes they have systematically committed against all creation? Is innocence a quality of a people who do little more than lie and blame others to cover up their wrongs against them? Can a flawless, purposely concealed record of transgressions against innocence be merely an accidental habit? Warrior scholars have no choice in answering any and all of these questions, for there is a pattern an unbroken, evolved pattern among a people, no matter how unthinkable or twisted it may be, there is intent, personality, and desire behind it. Affirm, I know this is not an accident. Affirm, I know this is not an accident. January 2nd. Building a community is our duty. It is our duty we must undertake to fulfill without excessive concern for the additional inconveniences, time, or resources it requires. Kwame Koto. In the minds of those of us who feel compelled to make a decision to literally abandon our children to others' devices, the evil they will have to endure alone and unprotected appears to outweigh the good that the institutions we have or would be forced to build in our community, or we individually can do for them. If we stop outside ourselves and look at what we are saying to them, we can see that uh, through this compromise, we have revealed ourselves to them to be self-hating, as those Negroes and lost souls would hauntingly dismissed in lessons to our children of what not to become as cowardly traitors to our culture because it's because in making such a decision we overlook a most powerful and most profound ancestral wisdom a knowledge of our primary responsibilities for the safety and sanity of the minds of our children in surrendering our children to westernized success we dismiss the cost to our community and their spirit. We send our children the message that to be African and successful is contradictory in thinking. Simply put, we are telling them two things. One is that the people dedicated to their Africanness are not successful. And the other is that in order to, for them to be successful, they have to be European. Affirm our children's sanity comes first. Affirm our children's sanity comes first. Yeah. I January 2nd. Some people are relatives, but others are your ancestors. And you choose the ones you want to have as ancestors. You create yourself out of those values. Ralph Ellison. Succinctly, ancestors are those individuals who were born before you and have transitioned from the physical world and returned to the spiritual realm. Warriors must carefully select those we call ancestors based on their work during their lifetime here. Excuse me. 
Excuse me. <laughs> neither those who committed treason, neither those who committed treason against our people, nor those who oppressed us qualified to be honored as elders. While here on or ancestors once they have departed. As they do their as they do their ancestors, people always pick their elders. These choices are not random. Warriors pick Jagnus as elders. Compromised people pick compromised elders, or really olders, they're not elders, it's older. So there is not the responsibility of them themselves being checked for their compromised thoughts, words, and deeds by those who are supposedly wiser than them. Olders dare not throw the first stone for the fear that their compromised too will be exposed. If there are characteristics like ignorance, unaccountability, and unilateralism, which qualify one of them eldership, and there are, then there are qualities like ignorance, jumping to the gun and making assumptions without evidence, which disqualify one from warrior, from warriorhood, and therefore from qualifying one of them from warriorhood and therefore from inserting oneself into the position of determining who is and who is not an elder. Remember that when we do not listen to our elders, we receive no warnings. And as our enemies would desire, we remain defenseless against assaults which already discerning pattern, discernible patterns are, and therefore predictable desires endings. Affirm, I choose my ancestors and elders wisely. I choose my ancestors and elders wisely. The Enya. The Enya. It's a sim. The Enya. That's right. that back so I'm going to read uh, something from Inyasa Sim later on in the week from a glossary because it's a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff reading you know but ah yeah I hope that you had a chance to go to a Kwanzaa presentation and hope you had a chance to listen to some of the um things that are happening and why Kwanzaa is necessary. I hope you had a chance to do that, you know, and look forward to next year. But hopefully, hopefully that you understand that Kwanzaa is not December 26th to January 1st. The principles of Kwanzaa, the symbols of Kwanzaa may be that, but the principles of Kwanzaa are to be instilled in your everyday life. Every day, as you are here, you strive to find ways to unite. You, fight, you strive to find ways to be in unison with one another, with African people. Unity. Remember that the constant underlining theme of Kwanzaa is unity. Umoja. Then, of course, Kujitagalia, self-determination. That's what we must be, a self-determining people. This program here is about independence, self-determination, liberation, 
and sovereignty for African people. The model of the program is Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. And and we're serious about all six of those things that we mentioned, you know? So we must be a self-determining people. We must ensure that nobody determines anything for us because if we if we look at our history, those who came and told us this, that, and the other were all detrimental to us. Ujima, collective work and responsibility. Brothers and sisters, let's continue our our, our strongest desire to work with one another. Find ways to, you know, put past the petty differences to work with one another. Forgive, maybe never forget, so we can move beyond to work with one another. Ujama, whatever resources that we have, we spend money with African people. We spend money with us. You know, what was disappointing to me was the fact that uh, when I did, I, I, I wasn't there for Ujamaa, cooperative economics, but I was there for Nia. And, and the crowd was de- decent. We had a good, a nice crowd. We had some outstanding drumming, you know, good, good, good presentations, stuff for the kids and so forth, you know. But, um, yeah. man. That place needs to, once again, for me, I I felt that they should have got all the money that was necessary to make sure when they opened their doors, it was filled. There were no empty shops. There were no empty areas. Everything was there to function as it was intended to function, you know. And as a consequence, you know, there are shops that when I first came there last year that are gone. Then there's other shops that are being reworked. But, hey, let's continue to develop it. Let's continue to make it grow, you know, by Ujama, Cooperative Economics. Intentionally, consciously, seriously spend money with each other. Purpose, Nia. Brother, our purpose is to do exactly that. Work on our, our our ability to be united. Work on our ability to be self-determining. Work on our ability to work with one another. And work on our ability to spend money with each other or whatever resource it is. That's our purpose. If we're to be a people, an African people, and be players in this world instead of the pawns that we have become, then that's what we must do. Kumba, creativity. Our creativity has been the light of the world. People at one time came to sit, came from far and wide to sit at our feet. Many of the things that the world thinks is European or any other culture, no. Its root is Africa. It's root as Africa. Creativity. Not just the creativity of us as being artists. 
and athletes and entertainers and actors and actresses, but the creativity of us being able to develop things that helps society, that helps develop uh, potential. These are the things that we also were in the forefront. And of course, faith. And, and, and unfortunately, our faith in ourselves and each other and our ancestors has been supplanted by a theology that is not ours, that we so seriously embrace to our detriment. And I ain't just saying talking about Christianity. I'm talking about anything that is not African, that is not African-based. The main three religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, are Sephonic religions. They have things within them that substantiate each religion. And, 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 and of course, for those who are Christian, if you don't believe it, your ass is going to hell. So <laughs> many of you, I'd rather believe and it not be true than to not believe and it be true. Because if that's the case, I'm going to burn in hell. <laughs> that's how they got you. And, you know, when you constantly look at the stories within the theology, the characters within the theology, the, the main deities within the theology, all of them corrupt to some degree or another. You know? But yet, we are trained to believe it. We are trained to believe that this is our salvation. So we go along to get along in this madness. All the while, it continues to destroy us. It continues to make us hate ourselves and hate each other. This you know, it should be the year of getting Africa's mind right. <laughs> That's what it should be about, getting Africa's mind right. Well, there's one person who uh, is very instrumental into helping to get Africa's mind right, and that is Dr. John Henry Clark. Dr. John Henry Clark. Uh, from a historical standpoint many people have gravitated to him and know more about him than some of the other great scholars and historians that he was a contemporary of you know John G. Jackson Chancellor Williams Dr. Ben and many other Ivan Van Sertema all these they're all great scholars I think for me um, I guess because I got some tapes of, you know, cassette tapes of Dr. John Henry Clark and I would listen to him over and over again. He was captivating to me. I love to hear him talk, his, you know, tell these stories. You know, love to hear him talk. In fact, uh, when I moved here, uh, we had a... Um, memorial for Dr. John Henry Clark at his gravesite in Columbus, Georgia. So ASCAC 
got a, we had an ASCAC meeting, and one of the things was we're going to, that Sunday, y'all boarded cars and drove to Columbus, Georgia, and had a ceremony in his honor. You know, and, and the good people from Columbus, Georgia, you know, fed us, and then we returned back to Atlanta. He was born January 1st. January 1st, 1915. He, he made his transition July 16th of 1998. He was very instrumental in creating ASCAC. He was one of the founders of ASCAC. And many clubs that dealt with history and dealt with knowledge. Dr. John Henry Clark was phenomenal. Phenomenal professor. He pioneered in the creation of Pan-Africanism and African studies, you know, in professional institutions in academia in the 60s. Well, you know, he was born in 1915 in uh, Union Springs, Alabama, you know, sharecropping. And, of course, he died in July 16, 1998 in New York City in Manhattan at the age of 83. And um, he, as a young child, sharecropping his, to his uh, father, John Clark, and his mother, Willie Ella Clark, you know, and I tell you, he, he said, I've got, I got to get up out of here. I can't do this. And he left, uh, uh, jumped on a freight train, 33, and went to Harlem. He was part of that Harlem Renaissance, the great migrations that were happening. Yeah. He, he, you know, he added the E to his name for Clark, and he changed his middle name, Henry. He named himself as John Henry, the Norwegian playwright, Henrik Ibsen, and added an E to his last name, spelling it Clark. He also joined the, the army in World War II. Dr. Clark was heavily influenced by Dr. Sheikh Anta Jop. Sheikh Anta Jop, which inspired his piece, the historic legacy of Dr. Sheikh Anta Jop, his contributions to a new concept, to a new concept of African history. And if you know, we always highlight Dr. Sheikh Anta Jop because we owe him a great debt of gratitude for his steadfastness, along with Dr. Thelafili Obinga, they're arguing at the symposium in Cairo of the of who were the ancient Kemetic people, proving the debate is won, y'all. But yet and still, as I say to you all the time, if you watch the Western channels, the National Geographic, Learning Channel, Discovery Channel, A and E, whatever, they still perpetrate that. Even though the debate, they haven't, they wouldn't even dare make mention of the symposium. They wouldn't dare make mention of what uh, Jop had done, development of the melanin doses test, which is a smoking gun proving. I heard that uh, Kevin, what's his name? Uh, man, I tell you. See, some something easy as that, man. <laughs> the comedian. Jesus. I gotta get something, because this is this is ridiculous. 
This is really, I, I can't bring that Kevin, can't bring his name up. Ain't that deep? So that proves this shit happens. I see his face. Of course, and y'all know it too, you know. But anyway, so he's in trouble because he's saying that the ancient Kemetic people were black. And of course, the people who run Kemet today, it's just like when I was there back in, uh, shoo, that was quite a while ago, well over 10 years ago, when I went to Kemet and um, talking with the people there and some of the things that I asked a question about, like why are there's why are there a lot of these nose damage and lip damage and so forth and you know they just fall off noses just be on a solid piece of granite or something like that the nose just fall off <laughs> see these ain't hollow these are these are solid because they are made from moles they're not sculptured they make a mold of the of the person's image and then pour it and then let it set into clay and then break away the clay and bam there you have the image and why does the nose fall off because they constantly did that not just Europeans not just Arabs but even the comedic people themselves defaced a lot of the lot of the, lot of the rulers I remember reading about Queen Hapshetsut and of course um, Tut Moses who felt he should now be the ruler, because she ruled 20-something years. You know. Yeah. Queen Hapshetsut. And, and her, you know, image was defaced and so forth. But the bottom line is that these people claimed this for themselves. There, no, Dr. Awas, the, the, the premier Egyptologist. See, that's why I, I agree with uh, Baba A.C. Hilliard, a great ancestor. He said, you know, leave, if they say they're Egyptologists, they just want to continue with the lies. You need to be, want to be a Kemetologist. You are searching for the truth. Egyptologists, yeah, you, you want to continue with uh, the, the, the image and look of when the Greeks the Ptolemies came in because there, there's some temples that they built, you know, with their image and so forth, their skin looking. You know, there's there's some images that they built. I mean, some temples that they built, you know. But of course, the knowledge and information they got from us, you know, like all of the philosophers. That's one reason why, um, you know, he that uh, there have been problems with telling our story correctly because within the society they don't want to tell correctly. You know. Yeah. And all those great scholars, they, they told them. They told you. They told the people. So, yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to play the two Kwanzaa songs that we didn't get a chance to play. You know. But Go to go to wherever you got to go to to look up Dr. John Henry Clark. His, you know, his, Clark was a professor of Black and Puerto Rican Studies at Hunter College, and and at the City University of New York. I mean, he's just phenomenal, man. Just a phenomenal brother. You know, and so 
if you, if you go online, no, yeah, if you go online and, of course, go to YouTube, you can pick up Dr. Clark's many debates and presentations. You can hear Dr. Clark for himself. One of the things you can definitely do is go to YouTube and put A Great and Mighty Walk narrated by Wesley Snipes. You know? It's an outstanding documentary. Might be one of the last things he did before because he, you know, he went blind. Dr. Clark went blind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was an advisor to uh, Malcolm. He, the, the historical information that Malcolm would talk about, he got from Dr. John Henry Clark when Malcolm was in New York being the minister of Muhammad's mosque number seven. And he got it from Dr. Clark. They were very close. <laughs> he used to call him a pork eater. <laughs> yeah. But Dr. Clark went blind. In fact, when I saw him, and you know, and if you don't know, you know it now. One of the highlights of my life was at that uh, Indiana Black Expo in the early 90s where I had the opportunity to have lunch with Dr. John Henry Clark to literally sit at his feet. And I thank the, the people who who, um, who put that great Indiana Black Expo on that year because it is a phenomenal year. <sighs> Not only did it have Dr. Clark, which is to me is a highlight, it had Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, because they have a boxing tournament named after him, and he was there. And I had a chance to give him some love. And and at the boxing tournament, one of the boxers was uh, Money Mayweather. There was a, a, a program with um, Khaled Muhammad and Tupac Shakur. I'm telling you, man, this... All this happened in that, in that in that weekend in Indiana Black Expo. I can't remember the exact year. And if some of you were there, Anthony Broder, his book, The Broder Fire, not the, uh, his book, Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization, came out. And by the way, I've, I've been told that uh, Brother Anthony Browder, who had a, a health challenge, is doing fine. He had a health challenge just recently, and he's doing well. Let him continue and to be blessed with good health for the work that he does, you know. So, I mean, it was just a phenomenal, a phenomenal Indiana Black Expo and seeing all those people, you know. Yeah. Kevin Hart. How can I not think of Hart? Damn, Oshi. Kevin Hart. So he is in, supposedly, but I I, I wouldn't even bother by that shit. I would, I would be, yeah, you want, you want proof? We got proof. I wish you would. And of course, the European Jews who, who have always talked about that. <sighs> Recently, a lot of European Jews and other Jews, because there's a lot of, just like Christianity, there's different sects. There's all kinds of madness like that. You know, just like Islam, different sects who are exposing them. It's particularly the Ashkenazi Jews which are dom- who dominate and control Judaism, who really have no right at all for the land that it, they occupy, they call Israel. 
especially when I look at uh, Netanyahu, what an asshole he is. And now he's going to be more hardcore. He's going to be just like what Trump was, or just like what Bolsonaro in Brazil was. Very right wing, very hardcore. Damn, yeah. So, um, we're going to take that break and we'll come back from the break. I got something to play because this is, to me, uh, this year. This is what we want to do. We want to um, re-Africanize our minds. This should be the this this should be the year, like it should be every year, every day, to you know uh, make sure that our minds are right. To make sure our minds are right. That's the problem. That's the problem right there. Our minds are not right. Because just as I read to you the Inya Sasem or the Inya Sasem, the Inya Sasem, that it is about the mind. <laughs> That's the thing. How can we deprogram ourselves? I'm, I'm coming at you with a hardcore, but there are others. So I'm going to play this particular piece on Kwanzaa of um, Kumba, Creativity, Animani, Faith. And, you know, the seven principles CD, I'm not sure how you can get it. You probably can get it through Amazon. I'm quite sure you probably can get it through Amazon. But you should. It's a beautiful piece. When they produced it, I had the opportunity to meet them and know them. Uh, went to Chicago, had them perform at our convention in Chicago. Had them perform at our convention in Chicago. A beautiful voice. Uh, Shavanduka has a, just a, such a beautiful voice, and you'll hear that on both of these numbers. And and Pommy Cobb, very talented. And um, so, and then when we come back, we got a lot more for you, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on TimeForAwakening.com, and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Shavinduka, what a beautiful voice. That's a beautiful song, isn't it, family? Man. Yeah. What a beautiful voice. Good person. And her husband, uh, Kwame Cobb, just just great. And, and when I met them back in Chicago, well, actually, I met them in Milwaukee, but when I had the convention in Chicago and they performed for us, they had like about five children there. Then, I believe, yeah. All of them very talented, oh, you know. Anyway, let's get back to doing something to be Africanize our minds, you know. And it's it's a challenge because you are bombarded 24-7, 365 with images and notions of your inability to change your mind. And yet the religious community, the, the Christian faith, you know, the Christianity that has been imposed upon us is so damn detrimental to us, prevents us from recognizing us as Africans doesn't speak well to Africans. It doesn't speak well about Africa. I mean, you know, when they make the, the Kemet evil, you know, and the Pharaoh's evil, Moses, not, pff, stop it. This shit never even happened. It never happened. But, but you are trained to believe that the Bible is the infallible word of God. You're trained to believe that the Holy Quran is the infallible word from God or from Allah. And of course, if you choose to be a Jew, because, you know, they don't seek converts. Christianity seeks converts. Judaism doesn't seek converts, you know. But we we look at Judaism as a uh, 
race that somehow you can tell somebody that they, they're, they're a Jew. Judaism is a religion, a train of thought. If you come from a certain area of a, of a place, like many people who are tracing their lineage and they, and they say, okay, you're coming from the West Africa side. You might be, you know, a Yoruba. You might be Igbo. You might be Fulani. You might be Ashanti. You might be, you know, those are cultures. There's no such thing as race. There is no such thing as race. The only race that there is is the human race, if you want to call it that, and of which we are the fathers and mothers of. No such thing as race. You can you can you can look in 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 in, in encyclopedias and so forth and find the persons that created the idea of race. Johann Blumenbach in Germany. Carol Linnaeus. They created this idea of race, of, of stratifying humanity with them at the top position with us as dark-skinned people, the most melanated at the lowest position, creating the idea that the darker you are, the less human you are. The darker you are, the less intelligent you are. We have to get out of this madness, family. ASAP. <laughs> we have to get out of it. If we are to reclaim our Africanness, we have to purge ourselves of this madness and to begin to. That's what Dr. Clark was all about. Yes, he was a Christian at one time. I think he might have been a Christian today. I don't know. But one thing I do know for sure, he believed in African redemption. He believed. He didn't believe the lies. He didn't believe the lies. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to play this particular piece, fam. And uh, we'll have some discussion around it. And uh, somebody, a brother sent me this. A good brother sent me this. And uh, this is eight ways. Eight ways that you can uh, eight ways that you can uh, purge yourself of this ignorance. So, eight ways to help you escape the matrix and deprogram your mind. We'll be dealing a lot with this uh, these coming months and years because that's what we have to do. We firmly establish it is about the mind. Firmly. Because it is. Imagine, family. Imagine if our minds were right. And we were thinking outside the imposed boundaries that these Europeans have placed upon us. Imagine if we had the ability to release that vice grip that they have on our minds by acquiring knowledge of self and believing in each other, respecting one another, loving one another. 
forming a bond of unity, to be self-determining, to work on our problems, to share with one another, promote one another, spend with one another, utilizing and understanding our purpose and being creative, finding creative ways to maintain it and to elevate it and having the faith in ourselves and each other and in our God to make it happen. Imagine. That is our quest, family. That's what we must do. This is eight ways to help you escape the matrix. It's the same thing with everything. If you are conditioned throughout your life that this is the way things are, this is the truth, and someone brings you a contradictory or different point of view, even if the evidence is extremely strong to support the other side of the story, you still might reject it because you're brainwashed, you're conditioned. How to deprogram yourself from matrix. Most people on this planet live in mass hypnosis, completely brainwashed by this system unaware of their true potential and focused on survival and consumerism. Brainwashed with entertainment to keep them distracted from the bigger agenda. So many of us live in this way where, you know, we spend most of our life at work, we come back home, we consume a little bit of entertainment, we go back to sleep and then the cycles repeats over and over until one day you are dead. And we don't even question these things. And I think we have a lot more potential, but this system dumps us down. Unfortunately, many of us are waking up and realizing that there is more to life and that this system do not support us, but actually enslaves us. So let me give you eight examples of how you can deprogram yourself from this mass hypnosis. Number one question your religious upbringing you know organized religion often imposes on people what to think what to do what not to do and a lot of that is very harmful and outdated dogmatic program i think there are a lot of very valuable practices and teachings in many religions but also a lot of mind control and twisted half truths You know, if your religion tells you that it is the ultimate truth, this probably should be a warning sign for you. There are thousands of gods and thousands of religious ideologies, and it is unlikely that all of them are 100% accurate. Number two, question established science. You know, currently science is becoming almost like religion. We are being told that we should never question science because... Science is the most accurate way to understand reality. But if you look at history, science is not something fixed. It changes over time based on current technologies and current tools we have and current understandings. So very often what was science 100 years ago is not science anymore because we can see the bigger picture. And also people in scientific groups are corruptible as any other group of human beings, really. You know, very often studies can be funded by those who want to sell you their point of view, and data can be used to support one side of the argument or the other. In reality, science can be biased and corrupted as everything else. As Dr. Arnold Relman, professor emeritus of Harvard Medical School, and former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine said, 
the medical profession is being bought by the pharmaceutical industry not only in terms of the practice of medicine but also in terms of teaching and research number three reduce unnecessary consumption you know so many of us especially in western countries buy a lot of crap that we don't really need so we are very often brainwashed by marketing and we start believing that we need all these different items and gadgets but in reality this feeds these large unethical corporations that now destroy the planet destroy the environment exploit their workers and abuse their suppliers and it's important to remember that we give our power away to this system when we support it with our money and so many of us keep working very hard just to pay the bills and keep buying more stuff that in the end brings only temporary pleasure really number four become less egocentric you know our lives are very often run by ego we make decisions based on ego and ego really is a false self-identity very often decisions we make from ego can only bring suffering and more division if you want to learn more about how ego works and how it manipulates us check out my other video this is vlog 24 how ego controls us and how you can deprogram yourself from this manipulation number five stop giving your power away to authority you know stop thinking more for yourself if you look at the history most authority figures politicians they only care about themselves and preserving as much power as possible and very often they're corrupt and they're only interested in accumulating as much wealth as possible and as much power as possible start questioning these things research them yourself and uh, think about taking things in your own hands if you can and many of us think that we are too small to make a difference so don't let anyone tell you that stop believing in this you have more power than you can imagine number six question the education system you know the education system is designed to create obedient workers that follow the rules obey authority and memorize details it is often designed to teach people what to think and not how to think if you look at formal education most of the stuff are large portion of the things that we learn can be actually learned these days for free or almost for free from internet from books from other sources obviously not everything right but a lot of the stuff we can learn for free and then so many of us end up with college debt that we can't even repay so we can get this fancy diploma that doesn't even guarantee us anything really another problem is that most of the formal education doesn't really teach you how to solve problems creatively which is one of the most important things really and puts everyone into the same box and everyone is different we have different minds and there are some very intelligent people who have completely different ways of absorbing information knowledge and learning and the education system is designed to put everyone into exactly the same box number seven question mainstream media mass media since its beginning has been used as a form of mind control to some extent sharing of bias and false, false news, news has become, become all too common on, on social, social media, media. in the u.s for example you have six corporations that own 90 percent of all the media so those in power very often use that 
to create some kind of opinion, to impose specific views on other news, very often focuses only on negative stories that creates a lot of fear. It's really important to start researching things yourself, look for another alternative sources, and always question the information you are getting, whether it's from mainstream news or from alternative sources. Always question these things. Number eight, consider use of psychedelics. Psychedelics are extremely powerful tools that can help with deprogramming your mind, help you to see the bigger picture, help you to realize who you are, help you to highlight some of the issues you're having and how to solve them. But as any extremely powerful tool, you know, if you're not using it properly, it can be dangerous. It's like with driving a car. If you don't know how to drive a car, you're probably going to crash, right? So it's always important to do your research, to investigate properly and set up intentions. And it could open your mind a lot more and deprogram yourself. You know, the interesting thing about this conditioning, this hypnosis I'm talking about here, is that we are really programmed since childhood. So it's almost like hypnosis. If you are being told one thing over and over and this is the only reality you know if someone presents you something contradictory then you're gonna reject it because it's unfamiliar to you it happens with everything that's why for example when you have new scientific theories it takes quite a lot of time for the current gatekeepers to accept and start accepting new understandings because everything that they see is based on what they're conditioned to believe. Think about this example. We see people walking with dogs on the leash, right? That's what we accept as normal. If you see someone walking with a cat, or I don't know, hamster or whatever, straight away hits you in the eyes. Like, oh, that's weird, right? But technically, it's not really any stranger than having a dog on the leash. It's just that one is something that is accepted by society therefore it's normal to you to see that and the other is something unusual something you don't really see very often so that's why you might react to it differently it might seem something interesting something unusual it's the same thing with everything if you are conditioned throughout your life that this is the way things are this is the truth and someone brings you a contradictory or different points of view, even if the evidence is extremely strong to support the other side of the story, you still might reject it because you're brainwashed, you're conditioned. And especially with religion and stuff that we do since childhood, if you are growing up in a religious household, it's just super easy to program you and you're gonna do everything that they tell you to do without questioning these things because it's the only normal thing you know from your childhood. Anyway, let me know what you think about this video, if it brings value, if it resonates with you. Brothers and sisters, there is a lot of information and other things I'm going to be presenting to you as in terms of mind change, mind altering, because we do need to work on our thinking and how we think about ourselves and each other. We do need to work on developing an African-centered mindset and hope that we can turn this situation around for the benefit of our children. That song, um, that song is about um, 
faith, Imani, is a, and I'm gonna play that more often instead of just playing it at Kwanzaa time because what that song speaks to is that we need to change our minds for the future of our people, for the future of these children. We need to give them that sense of, of hope and pride based on our historical information. They need to have Jegnas in their lives who are men and women who have, through their efforts, have changed how they think and helped change others, brought information to them, you know? They need to listen to elders. They need to listen to ancestors. They need to listen to the voice of Dr. John Henry Clark, Francis Cress Welsing, and many other brothers and sisters. There's a plethora of information out there once again, you know, YouTube. You can go to YouTube and you can hear the ancestors speak. And that's something that should be done on a, you know, on a constant basis. So give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Those who, of course, in the queue, which is a number of y'all. Hit start twice. Let me know that you want to have some conversation on this allegedly <laughs> second day of the so-called new year. You know, as I said before we left last week, I said, hey, this is night 2023. This is the year 6,254. You know, so, so give us a call, you know. In fact, uh, you know, the everything is dictated by Europeans. <laughs> the calendar, they, you know, even though Chinese have a calendar, Muslims have a calendar, everybody has a calendar, but the only calendar is, that, they, that humanity goes by is the Gregorian calendar, uh, you know, of January being the first month would usually would have been March. They had March as the first month. Because it's logical, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere. More people live in the Northern Hemisphere than the Southern Hemisphere, predominantly more, you know. And so you're geared towards that, and they say that it's March because it's spring. It's a new year, you know. (laughs) That's logical, I guess. But they had January in dead of winter, cold lifeless the terrain is if it ain't snow covered it's not don't look good it ain't green you know and then the spring comes in and then the life begins the flowers are budding the trees are budding starts to turn green in ancient Kemet but they only had three you know they have four uh, winter spring summer and fall well winter spring, summer, and fall, but in the intercommittic side, they only had you know, the inundation and, and that's when the new year began, in the inundation, the flooding of the Nile to deposit the, the, the black silt and the black soil on its banks, and then the people got together, and the next part of the um, of the uh, you know, of, 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 of the three 
was the planting. The, the, the was the planting. And then the last was the harvest. So they had three cycles instead of four. Beginning with the flood, the, the, the planting, and then the harvesting. And these things had to be timed right because they relied on the flooding to happen. Because without it, <laughs> they got to leave. If it doesn't happen, we ain't got no food. And the main thing with life, to sustain life, is water and food. And so they had it down. They knew by the formations in the sky where stars are, where, where, where celestial other figures are, where they are, telling us that it's happening or it's coming to happen or it's about to end or so forth. Astrology. Trigonometry. <laughs> African people are so creative. And if you haven't yet, brothers and sisters, once again, go to YouTube and check out Great Pyramid K 2019. Great Pyramid K. And the K stands for Kemet. Kemet. Land of the Blacks. Or as some argue, well, I was just talking about it's the black land because the, the black fertile earth that was deposited once the rivers receded, once the other season came in, the season of planting. And then the other season came in, the season of harvesting. You know. So this this Wednesday and Friday, I'm trying to have a guest, but I'm working on it. And I'm going to try to have some interesting brothers and sisters come on and talk about what's happening, what they're doing. Like I said, you know, um, things go by and things, unfortunately, remain the same, basically. There might be a little different here and there, very little, but basically the same thing prevails. After all, it's been hundreds of years now since we've been in the clutches of the European mind. We've been deeply influenced by the European concepts, their religion. You know, we have a caller, 646, 646, good afternoon. What's happening, Oki? Happy New Year to you and your listeners, man. Thank you, Brother Jay. I appreciate it. And to you, dear brother. How you doing, man? I'm hanging in there, man. Yeah. Just turned on the show. Um, you know, just wanted to make sure that I said Happy New Year to you, you and the um, listeners out there. And, um, you know, the beat goes on. Yeah. I guess you finishing up Kwanzaa today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, in fact, I played two, uh, two of the songs, uh, Kumba and Imani. And uh, that sister has a, just a beautiful voice, man. Beautiful voice. And in fact, if you wanted to hear it, if you didn't hear it, just go to YouTube, put in seven principles, and then you put a, a forward slash and whatever the principle you want, your moja, 
Kujitagalias, uh, whatever it is, you know, but this is Kumba and Imani, and the Imani song that she sings is just beautiful, man, she, just great range, and basically what she's saying about faith is our future, preparing our future, our young people, laying a foundation for them so they can battle this madness because, you know, the, these these crackers got a vice grip on our minds, man. And the only way that we can get out of it is listen to the elders, listen to the ancestors, read, go go online and look at the history, look at those who challenged it, look at Dr. Shikhan's job, look at Dr. John Henry Clark and Dr. Ben and Francis Cress Welsing and many others. You know, this is the, this well, is the you time. Know, we talk about the cracker having such ultimate power on Africa and African people. Mm-hmm. But we better keep our eyes on that damn Chinese. Because oh, that's the one of that's course. really, really solidifying their position in certain places on oh, the yeah. continent oh, that that cracker can't even compete with. And I don't even know. Well, I can't say that because Cracker, Cracker governs all things. You know, <laughs> you got to give them, you got to give them credit for credit where it's, where it's due. I don't even know if he really has a clear understanding on how he's going to combat what the Chinese is doing on certain places. Well on the continent because the sick thing is this our African women is accepting that filthy yeah. pork fried rice eating bastard yeah. Yeah. into her womb yeah. and birthing exactly. children which exactly. they are using or will use to claim right. Africa as theirs yeah. now they didn't do that on that level that they're doing it with the pork fried chicken or whatever it is you want to call them with the urugu, the cracker. Right. And that's what's so sick and dangerous because, you know, like you said, I think it was last week or the week before last, these Chinese are at the point to where as they're building their own... Yeah police force and jails yeah. and things of that nature exactly. who imprison our people. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, on our on, on our own land. We couldn't do that. In fact, uh, it was shown that Africans uh, in China were being abused. You know? No, but we never did that to them. In fact, they, they caught some Chinese. I don't know if they really deported them or kicked their ass out like they should have. You know, disrespecting Shop children. Yeah. That's what should happen, you know. But the no bottom what? line is they got to go because that's what they want to do. They they, they want to claim it's, it just boggles the mind that here we are as Africans. Don't want to claim it. Don't want to claim it. We want to go everywhere, <laughs> damn it, else. And, and, and yep. see, that's what I'm saying. The minds of our people are destroyed. Minds of our people are whack. That, that we can't say, well, wait a minute, let me take a step back from this bullshit and, and let me look at it for, for what it is and, and, and what it has done. And, and, and one thing that I'm clear on is that 
What it's done is caused me to hate myself and hate my brother, hate my sister. Keeps us from coming together to control what we have. We don't need to go nowhere. We don't need to ask nobody. We have it all yeah. there ourselves. That's the hurting thing. That's the that's what makes it so ridiculous. I was over at a at a friend's house over the weekend, man, and um, his brother in law came back from Germany, man, and was just raving about how beautiful Germany was, and this and that. And I was about to say something to him, man. But, you know, I always have to remember, man, you're in somebody else's house, man. And a lot of time when you're in somebody else's Mm -hmm. house, you don't want to bust a family member up. You don't want to embarrass him or anything like that when, you know, he glorifying and praising some other ethnic group. And, you know, it's just madness. But Mm -hmm. I did ask him, you know, because he talk about how he's been to um, all these places. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know something, brother? I noticed um, you haven't said not once that you've ever been to um, the continent of Africa. And he looked at me and, you know, I guess um, his brother gave him, gave him the aisle or whatever because he <laughs> damn sure, he damn sure squeaked skip the question he said no he said no i haven't yet had the opportunity to go to um to mother africa and when he said the mother africa i got agitated but my old lady <laughs> nudged me um and, and she gave me the look like don't do it fool yeah but but um, he's but yeah but I, I i you know it just it irks me it really irks me that you know I ain't been there but once, but my love for Africa and my love for my people and our wanting for us to be back home and to have control and to build and do all of those necessary things is just totally commitment, Mm -hmm. you know, on my part. But it just seems to me that we feel, or some of us feel more empowered by turping around and sniffing the asses of others mm. instead of going there mm-hmm. and doing the things that we need to do for our own. And, and, and in the process, those Africans who are there, it seems for some reason is just giving it away, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I hope 2023 is yeah. better, man, in regards to our growth and development well, as 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 African people, and that we move forward on some form of solidarity. Yeah, I agree. And sovereignty mm-hmm. to um uplift who we are, not only as a people, you know. Yeah. But but well, just as our rightful place on this on this planet, man, because we we are the mothers and fathers of this bad boy. Yeah. And we need to really start acting like that instead of the bastardized stepchildren of the planet. Yeah, who, is, who are destroying it, you know. And um, I I agree, Brother Jay, and uh, I look at it like, even if I've never gone to Africa, in my uh, upbringing, particularly coming out of the 60s, and, and, and gravitating to the more radical uh, parts of our struggle, 
as opposed to those who wanted and felt that they could, you know, uh, use moral persuasion on a people who have no morals and, and get them to, you know, change their ways and become and act like human beings to, towards everybody and to be an accepting of those who had less or felt less to making some kind of harmonious thing, you know, like the Coca-Cola commercial, you know, <laughs> remember that I like to teach the world to sing and have perfect harmony. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, one so of they, their most successful campaigns ever. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it was, I think it was a black person that put it together. Is that right? Could, could have been, could have been. I, I, I think it was. Yeah. But, but, but the bottom line is, you know, it's a facade. They, they, they don't really want the world to come together. They want to dominate it and control it themselves. They want to be the entity that dictates what happens. And, and what's sad, they're, they're dying off. And their hold, you know, now granted, they, they have been successful dominating being a so-called minority because they've always been that so-called minority, if you want to use that term. They've always, Europeans have always had the less amount of people on the planet. And now, and now because of, uh, of of their situation, they're, you know, some say theoretically by maybe 2150 or 2120, 2125, (laughs) there'll be such an insignificant number of human beings that are, that are classified as Europeans or Caucasians globally. That they're, you know, but will their influence still be the same? Because oh, even, it'll probably be greater. Yeah, because, because they they not they not giving they not giving this up. And you know, to be honest with you, they shouldn't give it up. You know, they they shouldn't give it up without a fight. Just like we yeah. should take it back right. with, a fight, with a fight, because that's just the law of nature. Yeah. You, you, but see, you that's know the what thing. I mean? now, yeah, I I, I agree with you. But to me, the fight for us initially is eternal, is is internal, is internal, and then the fight for us externally was to defend ourselves against all those aggressions. We we are we we know who we are. We know what we have to do. We develop the 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 the, the defense mechanisms, the weaponry, and so forth to defend ourselves and defend our continent. Here we are. The Africa is the Now you hip to Pangea, right? Supposedly that was when the continent began to drift away. There was only one big huge right. continent, Pangea. Right. Okay. And and now if you look at what they're saying, you could see geographically the breakoffs. You could see where South America the way it looks could fit right in there where Ghana and, and Nigeria is, and then Europe could go over here, United States here, and all, all that kind of stuff. You could see because Africa is the center. Africa didn't move. Everything else shifted. You understand what I'm saying? Everything else shifted. The, this, that's why Africa is so rich, mentally rich, because it was the center of Pangea. And the other ones were the breakoffs. And so if we take back the center, which is ours, 
that we ain't to theoretically we ain't got to ask nobody a damn thing. Now, once again, if we make that move, we're going to have to defend that move. Because even though even though we ain't asking for France, we ain't asking for damn it, Germany or England. We ain't asking for Australia, although it's a damn shame that the uh, uh, original inhabitants of Australia were killed off as well. Like they killed off the, the original inhabitants of this uh, uh, country and this uh, continent of North America. You know, they killed them off. The French did to form Canada. The English did to form the, the uh, America, United States. Genocide and evilness is just a part of who and what they are. One could argue, like Sheikh Under the Opposite, is part of their human evolutionary development. The ice people, as uh, Leonard Jeffrey says, you know, the sun people, us, and the ice people. You know, but in reality, their human development made them that way. Understandable because in that environment, it's so damn harsh. It's unyielding. It's unforgiving. It's cold. They inhuman. Huh? They inhuman. Yes. They are. They're unaffected. You know, you know they, they, their behavior and their mindset is against humanity. Now, they made great commercials and all kinds of uh, movies and documentaries and so forth about how humane they are and all, the, all this bull. <laughs> the European, in their development, has been the most detrimental thing, particularly to Africans, but other human beings on the planet as well, particularly those when they started uh, uh, um, the idea the idea of race, you know, because that's their concept. They created that. There's no such thing as race, but they created it, giving themselves the top position and everybody else at a lower position with us at the lowest position. They created it. You could even go look at Carol Linnaeus and Johann Blumenbach in their experiments of stratification, Caucasoid, Negroid, Mongoloid, so forth. They did, you know, and that they're superior. You know, I'm going to believe that they're superior. Well, is, there, is, there, is there anything, is there anything that the white man says he's not superior about? I mean, that's well, just what he is. He yeah. feels as though he's the most superior being on the right. on the planet in regards right. to all. In regards to all things, man. right? And I all mean, in, in all know. human endeavors, in all human endeavors, he is the most. He's the tops, you know, and superior. Whether it's physical, mental, whatever, he is the top. That's 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 his belief, and that's what he has perpetrated, and that's what he's made others believe. That's what he's, he's made what others you believe. Call the grand, he's what you call the grand, the grand poobah. Yeah, the grand uh, just a wasted, filthy, stinking yeah. crack of yeah, yeah. FM. Yep, and he's messed and up this planet, man. Exactly, Jay. And the <laughs> horse he came in on. <laughs> you, you, you know, I mean, we. I, I just hope this year we really change our perspective on how we're going to deal with this devil, man. Because yeah. if we don't, man, it's yeah. not going to get much easier, it's going to get much harder because 
he's about to within the years to 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 come go through some challenges, man. I mean, he's about to have some real financial issues in this country very very soon, well, man. I mean, you know, I, I that, that's my point here is that um, the only place that we need to look. Not to Chicago, not to New York, Atlanta. We need to look to Africa. We need to say, hey, this is our salvation. There's our homeland. Get those get those brothers and sisters there to understand that we want to come home, that we have to come home. We must come home. Y'all need us as bad as we need y'all. Let's get this together. Why do we hate Africa so much? We've been trained what to is, hate what it. Is- what been, is the reason for hating Africa so much? What, we've been trained what, to hate it because they, they, we've been made yeah, to feel I mean, shamed of it. We've been made to feel shamed about who we are, what we've done. We made to feel, feel shamed about being enslaved. We made to feel shamed about how we looked in our enslavement, how we kowtowed. Uh, the continued, the European Jews who controlled imagery and in the movie industry, you know, they constantly promoted the images, the negative images of who we are, especially movies that show huh? But they, but they the, are allied though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's your ally. Yeah, that's, that's your ally. That's your. Yeah. That's your so-called. Yeah. That's your so-called brother in, stu- in struggle. Yeah. With all of that going on, yeah, what sure. was he doing? He was right there trying to make you into something. Yeah. A caricature that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A character. There mm-hmm. you go. You hit it right on the head. Mm-hmm. A character, but that's but that's your that's your um ally. Yeah. That's that's someone that you supposed yeah. to support and, 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 before and, and so those you Jews support your own right. So those European Jews to make sure he eat before you eat at the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the f out of yeah. here. So those European Jews who help start help start uh, uh, the NACP and. You know, that's there's that's why a lot of people have some like, mixed feelings should about. We, should we Du-Bois. be happy about that? Hell no. Should we be, should we be no. happy that they that no. they started the NAACP? No, and the Urban I mean, League. No, uh, of course are, are not. You getting your money's worth? No, of course is, not. Is not only that, not only that, they were nothing but you know uh, <laughs> oh. agent provocateurs and, and supplanters. You know, that's because that's who they are. You know, that's why it's totally been ineffective. Some can argue, well, we got some laws here. To hell with that. Look at the overall conditions of African people in this country and globally. You look at European Jews. They have never been no real friend of ours. Never. Did in fact, go. in fact. Tell that to Al Sharpton. Yeah, tell that to Al Sharpton is irrestable yeah. and see what they say. About they never been no real friend of ours, no. man. You, you, in fact, you'll be talking. In, in fact, if 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 they understand, they were a part of the enslavement of African people. They were ship owners. They were a part of the enslavement of African people. Let's be real. The European Jews, these Ashkenazi Jews, who are late converts to Judaism, who have no real uh, connection, but although they dominate and control it, when you look at the NACP, still. Uh, Joel Spingard. Joel Spingard was an informant. And they now know it. They've probably known it for years. I knew it when I was in the ACP. I said it then. I said it then at a meeting. I said, why do we still have the Spingard medal, the highest medal 
in recognition, the NACP named after a guy that we know who was an informant. Then you know, is and then then now once again here it is. It's, it's the eighties, and I'm you know uh, in the NACP. I was the vice president until they kicked me out. You know, and and so I said they kicked you out, don't you? Yeah, they really kicked you out for what? Your mouth? Yeah. Your mouth got you kicked out? Did you did you use the word in the speech cracker? Yeah. Did you say the white man? No, but so I said damn good. What did I, I you said, do? I said, I said, what did you do? You know, we should change it. Well, we, we you know, those thing was we have a tradition, and we bond a tradition. I said a lot of times some traditions aren't really positive to us. But if we say we're, you know, the N, instead of saying NAA, advancement of C, color people, B, black people. But no, the NACP is supposed to be for everybody. Oh, see y'all, y'all going on, everybody jumping on because I guess one o'clock, y'all know I got to go. <laughs> no, nah, you know, you know, I got to go. So hold on, hold on, Jay. Okay. Let me, let me get you in here. Nine. 913, 913, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, brother. How you doing? Uh, are you, I, I, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I think I m- misunderstand the times that you're on because uh, I'm by the U.S. Central time zone. So I don't, oh, oh, you're in you know, Central time zone? Okay, you're an hour, you're hour behind. Because I know you're in Montreal. Sure. I thought Montreal uh, uh, is Eastern, Eastern time yeah. zone. Uh, Okay, well, I got it now. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> uh, I don't want to tie you up. I know you want to get out of there and keep on living. So, uh, I was—I I thought I would call in. You know, I—I'm going to constantly refer us to. We got to, you know, we got to develop a communication system, man. No, I. And I've you. worked in communications all my life, so I know how important and integral it is to that white folks use to maintain their system. Right. And the first we have we would have to employ, in a in a positive way, to 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 get what we're supposed to get out of their system. They everything you do, they know. Yeah, you do it on the phone. It, it don't matter. Right. No such thing as no private phone conversation. No, White folks sit down not. at the NSA and the local, right. even the local police force, mm. <laughs> they have access to yeah. your phone. Yeah. You know, so if we don't become aware of that and just start talking about things, you know, about what we want, you know, it's just like you you want to get some you want some eggs or something. You got to go in there and fix them. You know, you can't just say in your mind, "I want some eggs." You better have a stove. You better have some gas. Yeah. You better have some eggs. You know what I'm saying? And, and so that's how life is, man. We can talk about what you know, you know what we got to do, but if we don't do it, right? You can talk. Talk is cheap. It, it's, it's, yeah. It ain't nothing but talk, yeah. man. But, but see, though, the importance of talk, right. though, the, the the importance of talk is to lay the foundation. Now, after the talk. Yeah, but who are you after the talking ta- with? Exactly, after the you talk. Can't talk to, you, you can't talk to, but who are you talking to? I mm-hmm. just said, the enemy is constantly yeah. monitoring what we do. Right. So and, we and you know they're going to sabotage it. Anything you say, even though even though you're talking and you're giving assignments and you're giving deadlines and you're making the people aware, say this needs to be discussed and done by this time, and let's report back here by this time and make sure that it is being done because this is the direction that we're moving in. Well, that's going to be sabotaged. 
It'll yeah. be just well, exactly. Lays. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We have to develop our own method of yeah. now. Even language. It don't even have to be some complex. We can use words mm-hmm. that mean one thing to. I'm talking to one yeah. person, and another thing when I'm talking to another person. Those things. I'm, animals do it. Yeah. We don't understand what they're getting ready to say. We can tell what they're going to say by what they do. Right. I mean, and we are better than the animals, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I'm only saying, you know, one of the one of the first things white folks did when they brought the first black folks from Africa was to make them speak right. white folks' language. Right. So that's the key. That is the key. If they, right. they don't know you. what you're talking about, right. they forbid if you, you to speak. If, if they language. don't know, if they don't know that you just said, knock that white nigga's head off. Mm-hmm. If they don't know that you said that, then they don't prepare for it, right. or they don't properly prepare. Mm-hmm. But we, I'm saying it's essential, man. I, 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 like I said, I've worked, you know, contracting for places that I can't even say the names of them, and I see how important and how much relevance they put on communication monitoring. I'm telling you, it's, it's yeah. step number one. We don't do that. All this rest of this is just talk. I hear you, just talk. I hear you, my brother. All right, Rick. Let me get well, it. Let me close one, up out of here. One day I'll get on here on some time and we'll get to talk about it in depth. Sure. You know, that it, sounds good, so brother. There's so much that can be said about it. Yeah. All right. All right, peace. All right. Jay Kwaku. Hey, brother. Hey, man. What's happening? What's good? Good program. Thank you, brother. Hey, Appreciate yeah, you, man. Appreciate you. So yeah, I'm going to no jump off of here. I got some stuff I got to do and get Jay in here. Jay, what's up, man? Yeah, what's happening, Quaku? Happy New Year's, Herb and the yeah. rest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, you know, yeah. just another day in the struggle, brother. Just another day. Hopefully this year, man, we could um, hear about a couple of burning neckties being used <laughs> in America, not yeah. South Africa, yeah. to deal with these crackers. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's really, in all honesty, amazing how white folks arbitrarily lynched us, but we never, in the reverse, lynched them. Right. And, and, and the thing is, it wasn't like there wasn't an opportunity to do it. Right. But I guess we were just so frightened and scared that just like they well, would grab one of us in secret, we should have to grab one of them in secret yeah. and did the same well, thing with the necktie. Well, with, there, with the tire. Well, 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 there's no doubt about it. They instilled some fear into us. But the other thing is, oh, that no is question. not that is not who we are. That's no, not who no, we are yeah, well, that's that's what not, we should be at times. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we have to understand that um, it's part of their nature, so that's the thing that we have to develop to understand that we have to defend our humanity, period. I mean, it's about, you know, you have to be able to defend your humanity, and it doesn't matter who it is. You know what I'm saying? So until we make it understood that, okay, you might kill me, if that's what your desire is, well, I'm going to kill that nigga. I just want his last thought to be hell. I'm gonna, I might kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, we'll, you but, but you know but, the funny but, thing but, is... But let me finish this, Jay. Until those times is understood that, hey, look, you know, we're no longer just going to lay down and just let you continue to kill us. There's going to have to be some repercussions. If Yeah, you can kill us, but there's some repercussions behind it. Yeah, you know we're going to kill you. Yeah. 
And the thing is, is that I'll, when he's looking in my eyes, determined that he's going to do that, I'm going to be looking in his eyes and well, I'm determined to kill you. And then if he, yeah, but you that's going to give him pause for thought, Jay. I mean, right now they don't have no pause for thought. I can kill him and don't have to worry about no repercussions. Yeah, but you know, they always talk about us taking on the characteristics of the cracker. I don't understand why we don't take a cup along the characteristics that we should, like lynching crackers. <laughs> That's a characteristic yeah. that I would have liked to attain for the yeah. for the cracker. Don't they say an eye for an eye? Two yeah. for two. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I think we could have used that defense. Well, well, I was mean, doing what they taught me how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, lynch people, to yeah. kidnap people, to do all of those things to sustain their position and to move forward with their terrorist evil. Mm-hmm. But no, we don't we don't think like that. And that's why we in the predicament that oh, we yeah, in. Exactly. We are almost the bottom of the barrel. Every other ethnic group is overtaking us, dominating us in, in, in most aspects. And we just going along to get along, trying to get closer and closer and emulate more and more the cracker. Yeah. We sick. We sick. We sick. The, the long and short of it is we have to be able to defend our humanity, period. We have to understand that, you know, uh, they already, that's what they've been doing. So you ain't got to convince me that that's what they're doing. We have to understand that, hey, we got to defend that and say, no, you don't have the human right to deny me my human right to exist on this planet. That's the way, that's, that's the way, that's the way. Well, once again, when you're dealing with an evil, when you're dealing with an evil entity who has proven there is no respect for your humanity, and therefore, you know, unequivocally, you're going to have to defend that by force. You know? Exactly. Because they're going to continue to do it. So we have to defend ourselves. That's just the bottom line. Well, listen, brothers, I got to get ready to get a body here. So I got to go. I love the conversation after the show. I really do. Okay, man, just uh, hit me up when you uh, okay. when you think you want to uh, do what you want to do this evening. All Stay right. Tomorrow. Peace. Peace. All right. All right, we'll talk to you later, Jay. Hotel, my Hotel. African brother. Right on. Make me uh, get you a crack uh, and hang them for the new year. <laughs> okay, man. Peace. We all end, right, Jay, <laughs> We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the defeat of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure they don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Isante Sana, thank you. Bibi Fahorie. Bibi means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family.